Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we have the latest headlines from the end times, and Phil Cross will share a unique way to use technology to share the gospel. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Did you know that right now, when you give to Southwest Radio Ministries, your gift will be doubled? Would you consider giving $90 in recognition of our 90th anniversary? Like all gifts given at this time, your support will be doubled. It'll go toward meeting the match. 1-800-652-1144. That's the number to call and show your support for SWRC. You can also be part of the dollar-for-dollar match by giving on our website, supportswrc.com. That's supportswrc.com. Thank you for your support of Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries. The majority of Christians don't share their faith with others. Surveys reveal many Christians simply don't know how to share their faith with unbelievers. In today's program, we're going to introduce you to a simple and effective gospel outreach tool to help you share your faith with others in a winsome way. The gospel tool is called The Beautiful Campaign. Christian singer-songwriter Phil Cross felt strongly burdened by the Lord to design this outreach campaign as he met strangers from all walks of life. This tool has transformed Phil's personal outreach, and it'll change yours, too. Friends, we're delighted to be joined by Phil Cross. We'll introduce him in just a minute and the important ministry that God has called him to. And we're going to be discussing a wonderful evangelistic tool called the Beautiful Campaign. So I encourage you, you want to connect with this, you want to stay tuned to this information that we're going to give you today. Brother Phil, it's a joy to have you on the Watchman on the Wall radio program today. Welcome. Thank you. It's my joy to be with you, Brother Josh. Brother Phil, I've known you for several years, and you've had a a great role in my life. But for our audience, they may not be familiar with you. Would you share a little bit about yourself, your background, your ministry? I've been a songwriter, a Christian music songwriter, for now 40-plus years. Out of that ministry, I've started traveling and touring and uh, singing and sharing music in churches and other events. Since 1991, I'm a part of a group called Poet Voices. We travel and minister through music. God has blessed us, and we love it. How many gospel songs have you written in your career? Do you have a number for that? Brother, I think now it's just a little under a 1,000 songs. Wow. Wow, that's remarkable. And I know that you've written several that have become very popular as well. We enjoy your ministry of music. And it was through your music ministry that the concept of the beautiful campaign came into being. We'll come back to that in just a minute, but can you describe for us what is the beautiful campaign? What's this all about? The beautiful campaign is a fun, easy, non-confrontational, gentle way to share the story of Jesus with people in your everyday life. People of today especially, uh, are not uh, hearing compliments. They're mostly, all we hear these days, it seems, is that people are against people. And for whatever reason, there's a lot of turmoil and strife and 
and things like that. And a beautiful campaign is just simply going out into our world and and seeing people as valuable, seeing people as people of worth and, and not a number and not somebody that may not agree with you to see people and to see them as someone worth loving and worth saving and worth reaching out and saying something kind to. That's the basis. It's It really is a tool for everyone and anyone that's a Christian who would like to share their faith to do it in their world every day. And I think that's the approach that Jesus brought to these things is he would show people like the woman at the well. He could have really condemned her. There's many others in Scripture that Jesus could have easily condemned and ignored and just thrown away or just totally looked over. But he did exactly what you're saying. He was complimentary. And although I'm not saying he was soft on sin or anything like that, I know you don't say that either. But still, he saw people as valuable, like that woman at the well that everyone else had looked over, everyone else had rejected and yet Jesus saw value in her. And so I love the approach that you have. How does this ministry work? Uh, what form is it in? How can people have this tool? In its simple form, we have a small card, on, and on one side of the card it says, Have a beautiful day. And on the other side it says, Click this QR code for a solution to this ugly world. And the key is to... You know, not think of this as just a tract, you know, but to think of this first and foremost, to be kind to people, to have a nice positive word to say to people, especially strangers in your world. One thing that surprises people that we have found is that people are, are not braced. They don't go out and spend their day thinking that there's going to be people being nice and complimentary to them. And it's such a shock, and it's such a unique blessing to people that they always uh, light up and they always, you know, smile and say thank you. And after we say something complimentary to them, we just simply give them a card and say, you know, here's a card for you today. I hope you have a beautiful day. And sometime today, if you would click that QR code, you'll see an encouraging message. And then when they do click the QR code, they see three beautiful, loving, kind videos that lead them into the story of Jesus. And the way the dialogue is, is the videos, it's, it's geared for people who maybe have not ever been to church. Maybe they never read the Bible. It's done in ways without biblical terms or re- religious terms. It's done in such a way that the most lost the most broken can understand the gospel and what Jesus did for them. I think sometimes that as Christians, we use church language so often that it becomes so natural to us and it becomes a religious jargon unintentionally, but we can easily become a stumbling block if we're trying to explain the gospel in, in terms and in phrases and using certain words that people have never encountered before in their entire life. And that's one of the things that I love about these 
three short videos. It's in simple terms that anyone and everyone can understand if they've never been to church. And increasingly, we're seeing that more and more. I know that even here in our area, which is considered to be part of the the buckle of the Bible belt uh, in uh, much of America, but we have seen high school students that are, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, and they've grown up in this region their whole entire life. They've never heard about Jesus, never darkened the door of a church. They don't know anything about the gospel. And that number of people in America is increasing more and more and more. And so that's one of the main things that I love about this beautiful campaign is that these videos are very easy to understand for anyone who's never heard these church terms. And I think that's a very powerful part of the beautiful campaign, as well as it being complimentary instead of confrontational. Now, how do the videos work? What's the message that they teach and, and proclaim? The first video is just simply reinforcing to the viewer that they're valued, should be loved, and are beautiful. Then the people can simply click next and see the next video, and then it starts basically peeling back the layers of the fact, you know, knowing that everybody in the world realizes that deep in their heart that they don't measure up to a to a moral standard, and that one of the things that is an integral part of the the video is an illustration whereby you tell people that, you know, what if your life story were written in the book and every detail of your life was in black and white on pages in a book? Wouldn't you want to remove some of those pages? Wouldn't you want to delete some lines? And we know that every person, if they're honest, would agree that that's true. And then as we go further into the video, we just explain that there is a remedy for this guilt and this uh, not measuring up. There's a remedy, and it's in the life of one who lived such a perfect life that his story is flawless. There are no pages to delete, no lines to remove. And then we reveal very kindly and gently that that person is Jesus Christ and that in essence what you can do with your old dirty nasty book is you can accept Jesus Christ and his story covers your story and makes you clean in the videos is it just you talking behind camera no it's several people of different ages different races different backgrounds and as the videos are being told, it just morphs from one person to another, you know, all the way from teenagers all the way to older folks and different backgrounds and such as that. That way, anybody in the world can see someone that they can identify with in the video. Yeah, that's a powerful part of that as well. We're talking with Brother Phil Cross. He's been in gospel music for Four decades plus, he said, we are discussing the Beautiful Campaign. And we encourage you to visit the website, beautifulcampaign.com. The cards, the videos that we're discussing today 
can be ordered there. And if you'd like to get in touch with our ministry for more information, you can do so by calling us at 1-800-652-1144 or by visiting us online at swrc.com. And according to some of the recent numbers that I've come across, Brother Phil, about half of American churchgoers say they just don't know how to share their faith. And I think the numbers may be even higher than that in the percentages of Christians who ever share their faith with others. I know that's part of the burden in your heart behind this beautiful campaign. How do you envision the beautiful campaign helping to change this? I believe the beautiful campaign was given to me by the Lord for that purpose. I believe that, obviously, God knows the timetable that we're on. He knows the situation and where we are in the world. And He, more than anything else, God loves the story of His Son. That's the thing He loves the most. And then He, obviously, loves the world, and the world means everybody. And so this was given to me to help every Christian. You know, if a church embraces this, I see see no reason why most people can't have cards in their pocket, say something kind to somebody during their day, and give them a card. It's easy, and the unexpected blessing of it is that when you do this, it brings joy to your day, like unbelievable. It just brings a certain joy, and you get up every morning thinking to yourself, I can't wait to speak to someone today. I can't wait to see someone and be kind to someone today and give them a card and have the potential of sharing a beautiful, kind, gentle, loving story of Jesus all the way through the opportunity where they could receive Jesus Christ through these videos. And I love that part of the beautiful campaign because there are so many Christians, I'm afraid, that sit on the sidelines. They don't share their faith because they're afraid that that means they've got to confront someone, especially if it's like a server at a restaurant. Oh, thank you. This is a wonderful meal. Now, by the way, you're going to hell. You know, and that's a that's a very hard segue right there. But we speak the truth in love. I'm not saying we soft pedal or back up and never share the truth. We speak the truth in love in a way that people will hear it. I think about the Apostle Paul and how that he preached the same message everywhere he went, although he changed it up for his audience. And he was thinking about the people that he's speaking to and how he can get them to understand the truth in the right way. Think about him at Mars Hill in the book of Acts and how that he approached that group of people different than he did if he's speaking to a strictly Jewish audience that came up with a certain background and understanding. And so how we share the truth needs to adapt to the situation that we're in. And that's what I love about the beautiful campaign. How can Christians get involved with this? What are some ways and some maybe some stories that you've heard of Christians who've began in the beautiful campaign? Can you share some of those stories with us today? The best story to me, for I would start off with, with my experience. I think the most beautiful thing about doing the campaign is actually the kind word. In my 
typical way is I will see somebody at a, a gas station or in a grocery store or just somewhere in a random place in my life, and I'll say, you know, are you doing well today? Are you having a good day? Are you having a beautiful day today? And most time people will, will stop well short of saying, oh, yeah, this is a great day. I'm trying to help my entire world, and one, one way that I try to help my world every day is I try to see people and see people as people that have value and not a number. And I just want to know, I see you today, and I want you to have a beautiful day. I'll say something like that, and oftentimes it it opens up more conversation, and I can share as the Holy Spirit gives me things to say. But I always keep it in, in a kind tone and non-judgmental tone, and I always keep it in a tone of, to the other person that you are valuable, you are beautiful, I see you, I'm tired of living in a world where people hate each other and they're against each other, and I'm just trying to live a different way and help help my life. That's the best experience in my own personal experience. Now, I'm thinking about a teenage group now in Boaz, Alabama, that for their senior year, they're giving out beautiful cards in their schools they're doing wonderful with that and that's a blessing that teenagers are doing that one guy that comes to my mind he goes into convenience stores where they might have cases of beer and things like that and he puts the cards right down into the cases of the the beer and he does stuff like that honestly i mean i think that's really cool that he's that aggressive but I would say that I, I prefer people having a conversation along with handing a card. Yeah, because that connects them to the person that gave them that card. I know that you have some follow-up things. Once people watch all three videos, that's not the end of the story. There's some th- other resources that you point them to. What are some of those resources that people can connect with once they've watched all three videos? Well, right now we have a map. And churches have signed up to allow people to connect with them from that map. And then we have a 24-7 prayer line that they can call there at the end as well. And that's wonderful because, you know, people often have questions. They need someone to talk to. And so it's the card isn't the end of the story. Uh, we're speaking with Brother Phil Cross about the beautiful campaign. And these cards that we're speaking about can be ordered online at beautifulcampaign.com. Again, that's beautifulcampaign.com. You can also reach out to us here at Southwest Radio Ministries by calling 1-800-652-1144 or by visiting us online at swrc.com. Brother Phil, do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave with our audience today? I think it's pretty obvious that the church as a whole has an identity crisis going on with people. And unfortunately, the very lost of the world, when they think about Christians, it's sometimes in a negative light. For example, you know, that we think we're better than everybody else and that we judge them in their sin and things like that. We need to turn that around. And one way to turn that around is to see people to try to live Jesus in our lives and let our life see people the way Jesus saw people. And he saw people as valuable 
loved, worth spending time with, and worth going to a cross to pay the, the penalty of sin for every person. Amen. Well, Brother Phil, we appreciate your time today, and we appreciate your ministry, and just simply following what God has burdened your heart with the beautiful campaign. Thank you for being on the Watchman on the Wall program today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it so very much. To learn more about how to introduce as many people as possible to a life-changing encounter with Jesus with this special tool, visit beautifulcampaign.com. SWRC.com also has hundreds of biblically-based resources designed to help you understand and share your faith. Books and DVDs available at SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. If you'd prefer to place your order by phone, simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Pastor Larry Spargimino and Marvin McIlvaney have today's headlines from the end times, looking at the world around us through the lens of Scripture. Marvin, have you ever heard the old expression, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Yes, I have heard that, Pastor Larry. I really never thought too much about it. I always just thought it was a rhetorical question, and I figured it was from some pretentious guy trying to sound smart. Well, Marvin, it's an old philosophical thought experiment that raises questions regarding observation and perception. Of course, the answer is yes, it does make a sound. Just because no one is around to hear it doesn't mean it didn't make a noise. What do you think about the saying, what if there was a big news story but nobody reported it? Would it still be big news? Well, I guess it would be big news to the people who got to hear it. Like, I heard that a man had walked on the moon and that was pretty big news to me, but if I hadn't heard it, how would I know? Well, exactly. And that leads us to the recently released Durham Report. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik delivered the following statement on the release of Special Counsel John Durham's report. She said this, The long-awaited Durham report confirmed what the American people already know, that individuals at the highest level of government attempted to overthrow democracy when they illegally weaponized the federal government against Donald J. Trump. This criminal abuse of power went all the way up to the Oval Office where President Obama and then-Vice President Joe Biden were in on it from the very beginning. This was an unlawful attempt by the politicized FBI and DOJ to meddle in our elections, close quotes. You know, this nation once had the most powerful culture of freedom of speech in the press. It was secured by the strongest constitutional protections for those rights, but now it is ground zero for a total war on free expression. Pastor Larry, this is the height of hypocrisy. Here is the left saying Trump rigged the election with the help of the Russians, when in reality, the left rigged the election with the help of the FBI and the DOJ. That is big news. The Durham report revealed that just weeks before the presidential election, former President Barack Obama, then Vice President Joe Biden, and the heads of the CIA, Justice Department, and FBI were all briefed on Clinton's plan to smear Trump with a Russian hoax story in August of 2016. Despite knowing it was a hoax, those same top officials got behind the story and spread those false claims. The freedom of the press means that they can print what they want. 
or not print anything. You know, as Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, silence in the face of evil is evil. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. For the mainstream media to be silent on these findings is to be an accomplice in a lie. And if that doesn't bake your cake, here is another election story that nobody seems to care enough about to report on it. Representative Mike Turner, Republican from Ohio, who is on the House Intelligence Committee, is investigating a letter from 51 former intelligence officials who, just before the 2020 election, released a letter falsely claiming that the information found in a laptop computer owned by Hunter Biden was Russian disinformation. Details about the laptop were suppressed by social and regular media outlets at the urging of the FBI. Now, a media research center poll later revealed that if suppression had not happened, Donald Trump likely would have won the election. Can you imagine that? Wow, what the danger of a lie. And so, Chairman James Comer went on to say, I want to be clear, this committee is investigating President Biden and his family's shady business deals that capitalized on Joe Biden's public office and risked our country's national security. We'll also provide further information regarding the Biden's relationship with China, close quote. So the FBI was trying to cover up the contents of the laptop by saying it was planted by the Russians and left at the repair shop where Hunter Biden left it and then forgot about it. When the owner saw what was on it, he made copies of the hard drive. You can Google it and you can see the contents online. It will blow your mind. Chairman James Comer and committee Republican lawmakers held a press conference detailing evidence uncovered during the committee's investigation into the Biden family's influence peddling schemes. Chairman Comer pointed to financial records tracing at least $10 million from foreign nationals and related companies to the Biden family and their associates. Chairman Comer revealed that in addition to China, the Biden family received money from Romania. The money from Romania was part of an influence peddling scheme where the Bidens received over $1 million. The money stops flowing from Romania soon after Vice President Joe Biden leaves office. The report goes on to list two individuals with close ties to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party. The report discussed how the Bidens received millions of dollars from these individuals through the use of shell companies and money transfers. The president, when confronted with this information, said it wasn't true. Instead of being honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received any money from China. Well, basically, what we have here is evidence that the Democrats had poisoned the last two elections. They lied in 2016, and they lied in 2020. And Biden continues to lie to the American people now. He is an unduly elected president who is doing his best to weaken and ruin the United States of America. You know, I've seen the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. Marvin, it is shocking. Pure filth and minders were present. If any American male had that stuff on his laptop, he would be labeled a pervert and a child molester and would spend the rest of his life in jail. Tomorrow, we'll explore the quest for the Lost Ark of the Covenant with Dr. Lonnie Shipman. 
Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners like you. Please visit swrc.com.